This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, citizen-made radio. Kia ora and welcome to Emergence News, a programme dedicated to news and information surrounding the emergence of Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom. This programme comes from the Plains FM studios in Christchurch, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Today's programme is dedicated to an in-depth study of the book titled The Laws of Life by Benjamin Krem, published in 2005. The Laws of Life, Maitreya's Teachings. It's a central reading if you are interested in the revelations and understandings of Maitreya's teachings. Maitreya's Teachings, The Laws of Life, is the 11th in a series of books written or compiled by British artist and esotericist Benjamin Krem. It represents the most contemporary phase of teachings at that time, given by Maitreya, head of the group of enlightened teachers known as the Masters of Wisdom, our elder brothers and the custodians of the evolutionary plan for humanity. Maitreya gave his teachings to a group of Swamis in his community in London between 1988 and 1993, however some of the teachings might have been revealed before that. Uh, Benjamin Krem compiled these teachings from an associate of Maitreya's and organised the material into subject headings. Headings such as, subjects such as freedom, liberty and salvation, crime and violence, market forces, politics and religion, third world debt, changes sweeping through the world, the science of light, and Life After Death. There are others, but gosh, that whets the appetite, doesn't it? That will do for a while. (laughs) Absolutely. Joining me today in the studio are Shear International volunteers, Peter and Shafir. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you, Nigel. And Peter, which subject amongst those mouth-watering subjects, which one are you focusing on today? Um, yes, on chapters three and four, the first one, freedom, and uh, the, se- the second one is understanding energies, which is something that we need to focus on in today's climate. And Shafir, what chapter or chapters are you looking at? So I was going to look at the um, the, the chapter on historical perspectives, where, where my tray um, gives more predictions about what the sort of consequences of, of some of the decisions that were taken in that period and how it affects people. Namihi. <laughs> Author Benjamin Krem says, few could read these pages without being changed. That's quite a profound statement, isn't it? It is. So I thought before we move on to Peter, I would refer to a book reviewer, author, 
She's an expert on British literature. She's a translator and an editor of a number of publications. She's based in Spain, and her name is Carmen Font. And she describes this book, The Laws of Life, by Benjamin Krem. And I quote, All the teachings presented in this book originated from Maitreya, the world teacher, assembled in thematic chapters. The two great laws of life, namely the law of rebirth and the law of cause and effect, are apparent both in the big picture and in the small details. From politics to genetic engineering, or from earthquakes to temptation, the range is enormous and adds up to a deeper and greater understanding of the inner currents of life. The laws of life is not a glossary of terms. It offers capsules of new meaning that allow the reader to connect the dots and fill in the gaps. She continues to say, Every page seems to radiate further meaning when you see correspondences and relationships within a myriad of small items. Very often we are struck by a hidden treasure, such as the art of evolution when applied to political essentials. Everything evolves in its own rhythm, and the so-called political, social and spiritual leaders must learn the art of evolution. If you talk about freedom, then you must learn what freedom is. At a time when freedom has become almost a slogan for many politicians, it is refreshing to read that for Maitreya, freedom is interdependence. This is part of the art of politics, explains Maitreya, which he defines as the art of reconciliation, while respecting diversity. Politicians and citizens must learn to recognise and defend the sacredness of their nation. As an individual must learn to protect his or her body from physical, emotional and mental damage stemming from attachment. In Chapter 5, Maitreya provides nuggets of historical significance since history is made up of the unfolding of events and the precipitation of causes on the physical plane. There is much to be learned from the patterns of the past. And that's not the whole review, that's just a part of her review. She really did get a lot out of reading that book, didn't she? <laughs> she did, yes. So as you, as you see, if those subjects appeal, then settle in and enjoy, because Peter and Shafir follow me shortly. You will enjoy the subject material as we open the book on the laws of life. Welcome back to Emergence News, and now it is time to hand the program over to Peter, and it's all yours. Thanks Edward. very much, Nigel. Great. Yes, indeed. Um, yes, Maitreya's influence is seen in this book of Benjamin Krim, um, The Laws of Life. Indeed, he overshadowed Ben to bring us 140 messages that were recorded for posterity. We use these messages um, as part of our meditation. And uh, it's great to see um, and to feel the energy that comes through from Maitreya. In Ben's book, The Laws of Life, he talks about real freedom and says it is not outside, but is within you. 
When you experience freedom from mind, spirit and body, that is from the conditioning, you realize that you are the eternal spark of the Supreme Creator. Each and everything around you, within you, belongs to the Almighty. It cannot be gained or lost. It is indivisible. It belongs to one and all. If freedom becomes stagnant, then the process becomes one of involution, and you experience all the processes of involution. If freedom flourishes, you experience evolution. You are born to be free. The only constitution, freedom and salvation, are the common heritage of one and all, through honesty of mind, sincerity of spirit, and detachment. There is no constitution other than this. The time has come for every individual and nation to accept that the only constitution is to revere the will of the Creator. Constitutions which have been tampered with for the benefit of the few, while the people remain enslaved, cannot survive. The will of the Lord will be common to all countries and be reflecting the will of the people. And this is what we will see in the coming time, isn't it? Yes. That the will of the people will be reflected and this will be in line with um, the spiritual nature of every each and every one of us. So what what you're saying is that freedom is for each human being their birthright. Yes, it is. And uh, But it's all part of the one whole. We're all part of humanity. And it's the separation that causes the problems, as we've covered before. We're not, we think we're separate. Yes. But in fact, we are part of the yeah, whole. Yeah, we're part of the one oversoul. And each one of us is a soul in incarnation. And so... Um, we have to learn this, uh, the, practicing the art of living with a strong sense of, sense of detachment. In other words, we see things and we don't get involved with them in emotions and uh, in our mental uh, space at all. Peace is free from cause and effect. Many politicians think peace is due to nuclear weapons. They are gravely mistaken, says Maitreya. The so-called peace that politicians are talking about is nothing but fear. Mm-hmm. They have translated fear into peace. That's right, yeah. And we can see that, you know, and yet we still have all these atomic weapons sort of lurking in the background, if you might say. Mm-hmm. Peace is free from cause and effect. This is a new understanding and is dawning on the younger generation now. And I think we can see this in many cases. That's right, yeah. Peace is free from the isms, you know, whether it's communism or socialism or capitalism. Mm -hmm. Um, Peace is actually free from these. It's free of oppositions between east and west and north and south. You know, it belongs to all of humanity. And we'll look, too, at the energies in Chapter 4, And the incoming energies is bringing an awareness and equilibrium simultaneously. Not only people, but also nature will respond constructively. Can I ask you a question there, Peter? Mm. When you're talking about the incoming energies, are you talking about the fact that we've got the Aquarian energy pouring into the planet now? Exactly. And of course, 
we have Maitreya bringing in this uh, tremendous energy of love, which is he's being overshadowed by um, the two great beings who are stimulating this energy of love, isn't it? I mean, he's one of them has 12 levels of cosmic consciousness. It's the avatar of equilibrium. Sy- yes, yes, synthesis and peace, um, yes. yes. And um, this tremendous love is just um, something that um, we don't really... Um, we think of it in an emotional sense, but it is well beyond that. It's all the energy of life, in actual fact. So, so the promise is that with this energy of equilibrium and, and love is that the these great avatars will help to create as much peace and joy and love as we're experiencing conflict on Earth. That's moment. right. It's it'll sort of, sort of it'll tip. Yeah, change it, won't yes, it? Change it, it around completely. Mm. And the, and these energies that are pouring in are yeah. contributing to the the rapid sweeping changes throughout the world. That's this right. is right, yes. Yeah. yes that yes. we're currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. Well, at the moment, we're getting a lot of mud stirred up from the, um, you know, the negative aspects of our life here. Mm-hmm. And um, everything that offers... Um, we're talking about the new energy that's bringing it in, and um, from now on, anything which operates by imposition of force will not survive. And so you look at uh, what's happened in Afghanistan and you can see that force didn't actually work, did it? Uh, Americans thought they could um, import democracy to Afghanistan. But no, I don't think so. They've got their own way and rightfully so. Their own culture. Their own culture. And this is what Maitreya says, is it's really important that everybody has their own culture and their own way of doing things. And we respect respect that. Respect the sacredness of your own nation. Yeah. Yes. And all right, they've got problems, just as we've had problems with so-called democracy. They've got problems with their form of um, uh, law and government. But um, they've got to work it out themselves. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, This book of Law of Life was released in 2005, as Nigel said, and shows that humanity is slow to learn. Um, Destructive thoughts of humanity affect the very nature that we are part of. First will come fire, then huge downpours of rain, then landslides, and the inevitable final outcome is earthquakes. Have we seen that in the last two weeks? <laughs> Have we seen I it in the last so. eight or nine, ten years? <laughs> yes, yeah. but yeah. I mean, but it's on a daily basis now, isn't it? It is, yeah. and so these are uh, due to you know, it's not uh, they're not acts of God. These are um, acts, of, acts of humanity um, thinking the way it is. Energy must be respected with detachment, so that it can flow fluidly in mind, spirit, and body. People will become aware that the so-called acts of God are really results of mass inhuma- man's inhumanity to man. The greed of those in power has condemned their fellows and nature itself. Market forces have created social and natural havoc. People have been condemned to death, literally, in the name of profit and loss. Hospitals have been shut because they are not profitable. I see in America there are over 70-odd hospitals um, closed, you know, in the last few years. Mm. And, of course, they're worried about not being able to cope with um, the pandemic and that sort of thing, you know. Isn't it remarkable? Mm. I, I know it's been said before, but it, it's, it's truly remarkable that the most wealthy 
country, the most wealthy nation on our planet, yes. has one of the most broken health systems. Oh, no, yes. it's just sort of hard to figure, actually. You know, I mean, I guess they'll wake up sometime, but um, <laughs> yes, well, you know, uh, schools have had difficulty in staying open in some places in some countries as well. Yeah, but these institutions are obviously essential for the health and well-being of society. The world has been polluted with ideologies, says Maitreya. If the human race does not follow the path of justice, peace and happiness and grace, then nature will explode with all sorts of disasters. Remember, honesty of mind, sincerity of spirit and detachment are the way through to enlightenment. This is the Emergence News on Plains FM. For more information, go to shareinternational.org. This is Emergence News, and we're reflecting on the book by Benjamin Krem, The Laws of Life. I've had I've um, shared two quotes so far. Now I've got a third one. It's a quote from the publisher themselves on this book, and they say, Above all, Maitreya teaches the art of self-realization. Three practices are at the core of this discipline, honesty of mind, sincerity of spirit, and detachment. Practice these three, he says, and come to self-realisation, which is God-realisation. It is. It has nothing to do with religion, nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with any form of ideology. Anyone at any stage can learn the art of self-realisation and find he, he or she will enjoy life. Life is to be enjoyed with detachment. And on that note, Shafia, welcome to the program. Thank it is you. your turn to talk to us about the laws of life, and you're going to be looking at it from a historical perspective. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. And this is one of the chapters, um, which is worth a little study because it gives some background information that we know now know is true and shows how Maitreya was able to see the inevitable consequences of actions taken by politicians and leaders around the world. So pertinent to, to, to today's American withdrawal from Afghanistan, where we see, you know, the consequences of going into a country when you're not really welcome. Um, welcome yes. <laughs> uh, the associate was talking about the United Nations, and this has been going on throughout the Middle East, you know, for the last few decades, uh, not just in Afghanistan, but in Iraq and Kuwait and other places as well. Um, it's been a, a sort of a place where the, the West has gone in and tried to make changes. And the, this is what the associate um, says, Matreya says about the United Nations. Um, the Benjamin Krem had often talked about how the United Nations is the basis for the ruling body in the coming future. And while he says there will be much more autonomy for local groups and community governance, we will need global governments to manage global affairs. At unfortunately, why the Security Council consisting of the more powerful nations has allowed greater influence and the veto the UN will not be able to fulfill its true purpose. So here's what Maitreya says. The UN resolution to sanction military action against Iraq has been brought about by politicians whose self-interest and ambitions are creating chaos and confusion instead of peace. Their actions will be self-destructive. The UN has been converted into a political football game. The only reason they are there is one reason alone, and that is for the oil. Which is what we know, don't we? At that, you know, this is what I think people are beginning to realise. So the associate also talks a little bit about the Gulf conf conflict, and 
He says the world's politicians and leaders, including Saddam, have been whipping up the emotions of their people to follow and support them onto the battlefield of Kuwait. But when that conflict ends, the people will realise the chaos and suffering this warmongering is crea- has created, and deep disillusion will set in. Once this happens, there'll be no hiding place for these politicians from the anger of the ordinary people. They will want to know why they have been lied to and misled into such destruction. And I think this is going to resurface now, isn't it, when we see the terrible scenes that are coming out of Afghanistan and people are, you know, have been going on for, for years mm-hmm. about how the, you know, they should be suffer- um, charged with war crimes. And he goes on to say, meanwhile, the world has experienced extremes of weather as a direct result of the violence taking place in the Gulf. The atmosphere is going haywire over the deserts of this region, and we shall see extremes of heat and cold with very wet and windy climatic conditions. So this was in February 1991, and it's just getting more and more intense. (laughs) Quite prophetic. Yes, yes, he was, uh, you know. And accurate. And accurate, and it's still going on, so we really need to wake up, don't we? And he talks also about, you know, what the what the what what happens with with the soldiers as well. And he says, given the large quantity of arms and ammunition amassed in Saudi Arabia, the soldiers are training day and night. The minds of the soldiers are at war, and their physical bodies are moving with the mind. Maitreya asks, the day war does not take place and the armies are sent home. Do you think all the soldiers will return home in a sane state? Some men will go berserk, fall prey to criminal mentality, and they will find themselves killing and shooting people in the street. Having fought under orders, they often fall prey to depression and other mental effects when they return home. They are changed by the karmic effects of actions in battle. Changed, and I would I would use another word, damaged. Damaged, and we, and we see this, don't we? This is really in the news quite frequently about the mental condition of veterans and how many of them are homeless, they can't keep a job down, you know. And so another consequence of what um, what has been happening. And it was a very obvious example was after the, you know, the Vietnam War and a lot of the American soldiers going home and they, they could not make the adjustment. No. No. Many could not make the adjustment. They'd seen too many horrors. Yes, that's right, yeah, and... This interested me because he said, um, talked about Iraq and Iran, and he said, despite the fact that this war is dragged on for seven years with apparently no end in sight, a compromise will be reached between these two countries. There are spiritual leaders in Iran who are beginning to seek solutions that will lead ultimately to a less harsh religious climate and to peace being restored. But nothing was said about what happened afterwards, so I looked it up, and apparently today, Iraq and Iran are very close allies and trading partners, and also, you know, working, uh, unitedly working against the terrorism that's happening in the Middle East, and, you know, so it shows that if we leave them alone, <laughs> you know, they'll get on and just sit, do what needs to be done. So know? as neighbours, they're actually, they're actually there's, some been he- there's been some healing, Peter. Yes. Mm. Oh, I think so. Yes. yes. Uh, definitely. In yeah. fact, you know, uh, Sunni and Shiite, I think the uh, powers that be have trying to make a stir up, um, you know, a fight between those. And uh, there's not so much difference between the two. In actual fact, there is room for them to come to compromise. Yes. And yes. Uh, they don't need other parties trying to stir it up. Yeah. And mm. so hopefully, you know, one of the silver linings of the withdrawal from Afghanistan will be that actually they're a family, an Arab family together, aren't they? And maybe they'll be able to sort their own problems out. Mm. Hopefully we can see that. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
And during this time, there were many hostages taken and Maitreya was clear all the time that the hostages would be safe. And I, I particularly was in, in the UK. Um, I, do you remember Terry Waite? Yes, yes, yes. He was captured there for about four years or something. Five, nearly five years. Five and, years and, but, yeah. you know, a year after he was, he was, um, he was captured, Maitreya said that he would be free and he would be safe. And, of course, five years goes on. But and a lot of Share International people were actually sort of saying, well, you know, is Maitreya making the right thing? Should the associates say this because, you know, it's not happened? But, you know, what, he, what Maitreya says is that actually he can't predict the exact time. The exact time, because, you know, it really depends on no. humanity's reaction to this. And so mm. I think the Americans um, bombed a, 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 a war carrier over there, and that sort of delayed it and delayed it and delayed it. But five years later, you know, Terry Waite was, yeah. was, was mm. released, yeah. So Maitreya also makes a prediction about um, the President Bush, the older Bush one. And um, he says, the president knows his names are numbered and is using the UN and the Gulf crisis to win popularity. A Democrat will become the next president of America. He said that in November 1990. And he goes on to talk about President G.H. Bush. Despite his so-called victory in Iraq, the president realizes that at home he's failed to solve the massive social and economical problems of America. With another election coming into sight, he will try to divert the American public's attention. But it didn't work and... Bill Clinton became the next president as a Democrat. So another one of his predictions that came true, and there's so many if you go through the whole of that chapter. Well, that's what makes this book, The Laws of Life, an an interesting read because it's focusing on uh, history from basically the 90s and early 2000s. So it's really interesting to see what happened Yes. Because we all remember. Yes, that's times. right. And he predicted the fall of the, baller, of the Berlin, Berlin Wall. Wall. The yes. Berlin Wall. Also the, yeah. And also the um, Margaret Thatcher, you mm. know, he said that the poll tax that she tried to introduce, that would bring her downfall. And that's she was right. at the height of her powers at that time, mm. intending to go on. And uh, she was brought down and he predicted that way mm. before it happened. So, yeah, it's yeah. a great read. Yeah. So Maitreya has given us many, many um, sort of proof and indication of his presence. But what he says in the, at, the bottom, at the end of this book, he says about coming out into the world, I will choose my moment. It is difficult for people to understand that although Maitreya is among us, no one can deliver Maitreya. Maitreya himself says, without disturbing anybody, I will choose my moment. Mm-hmm. 